0: Hello from the Global Legal Hackathon 2018 in New York City. We're here at the headquarters of American Express. I'm David Fisher.
1: And I'm Andrea Tiniano.
0: And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. So Andrea, you're in town from uh, your home state of Delaware. You're here to be a judge for the Global Legal Hackathon here in the New York City venue. Maybe tell our listeners a little bit more about your background and why you're here to judge.
1: Thanks, David. I'm so thrilled to be here. I'm here to judge the innovators in the legal practice area. I have a background in law. I'm a Delaware lawyer. I've also been in business development, uh, innovating new products and services. Most recently, I was with the state of Delaware and I started the blockchain initiative there.
0: Yeah, can you tell us more about the Delaware Blockchain Initiative? I think it's for anyone in the blockchain space. Now, this is a fairly prominent, even famous effort you know, by the state of Delaware. But uh, to the average legal industry listener, they probably don't know much about it. So you know, what's the background of that initiative? What is it? How did it get started? And how are you involved?
1: Sure. I started two years ago. When my colleagues and I came across blockchain technology uh, back then, it wasn't in the news as it is today. And we saw an opportunity for the state of Delaware to be the first state to come out in support of the technology. And our governor at the time, Jack Markell, thought there was a great opportunity as well. So he got his administration behind it. And then our our entire legal community also supported the idea of companies uh, maintaining their records on a blockchain and issuing shares and having those shares in a stock ledger on the blockchain. So they agreed to amend the law. (laughs) They actually amended the corporate law for the state of Delaware to expressly authorize companies to maintain corporate records on a blockchain. It was the first state to do so. And It's a big deal because for a state like Delaware to lend its imprimatur on this fairly new technology sends a message to the world that this technology is here to stay and it's something that is a credible and real technology.
0: And what's your background? What prepared you to, I guess, appreciate or notice the potential of blockchain?
1: After college, I spent 10 years doing marketing and business development. And then I went to law school. And I went to law school in Delaware I practiced law with a law firm. And then I was recruited to a large global corporate services company where I was their number two lawyer. And I was there for 11 years. And while I was there, I was promoted to VP of business development. So I wore two hats. One was problem solving as the lawyer and the other was innovating, developing new products and services for the company. So when I was recruited by the state of Delaware, I was thrilled to join the Delaware Department of State and my mission, what they told me when they hired me was, we want you to move the needle. <laughs> that was that was my job, move the needle for the
0: state of Delaware. Instead of moving the needle, you, you arguably broke the needle, take, <laughs> take it all the way to blockchain.
1: <laughs> I think that may be right. I think that actually may be right, but they were looking to attract investment and they were looking for me to help them create new value and create economic opportunity for the state. And when I saw blockchain technology and understood the true power, I thought it was a natural for the state. And frankly, everyone I spoke to, I didn't do this by myself. Uh, we had a, a whole group of people in the state and in the um, private sector, and everyone seemed to agree that this was a tremendous, tremendous opportunity. And as we can see, other states have have also thought so, because once Delaware took a stand, we've now seen a, a lot of activity from Nevada, from Arizona, from Wyoming, from Vermont. And frankly, I suspect many, many states are developing legislation we just haven't seen it yet.
0: So beyond the realm of, you know, the states and companies and corporate registrations and so on and so forth, I mean, wh- where else do you see blockchain technology going in law in general or the legal industry?
1: Well, I think right now lawyers should be reading up on blockchain because I think blockchain technology will pervade every aspect of the law, from real estate, to family practice, to registrations, to IP. I think that in some situations, in some areas, right now, there are applications being developed for that law. I read that there was a a real estate transaction that was completed on a blockchain. That in Berkeley, they are issuing a public bond on a blockchain. Right now, people can, well, I think it's in development that musicians can upload music on a blockchain. Kodak Coin is developing a blockchain solution so that people can register their photographs on a blockchain. People are thinking about it. Businesses are looking into it. So, lawyers, it may not be the the final solution with the blockchain, but it's happening. So, I think lawyers need to be doing some good reading right about now.
0: So, on, on that note, if you're an attorney, it could be corporate in-house, it could be mm-hmm. you know big law firm, right. even a solo. What, what's your advice? Where where would someone begin? I have a couple of ideas.
1: One is that there's a newsletter called Coin Desk, and It's great. It covers everything about blockchain and it's easy to find. So I would tell them to go look for that newsletter. It's free. And then there's also a book called Crypto Assets, uh, The Innovative Investor's Guide to Bitcoin and Beyond. And here's the thing. Don't let the crypto word scare you. It's really very well written, and it explains the beginning. And the beginning is really not that long ago. It was 2008. So there's there's a finite amount of information. So lawyers shouldn't be put off by a lot of fancy terms or technology. You know, the, the technology, I can tell you the technology behind blockchain, it's really complicated. It is super complicated, and I always try to learn a little bit more, but the concepts are fairly straightforward and the lawyers will grasp that pretty quickly. So it's just a matter of digging in and getting started.
0: I think that's good advice. I agree with that. Coindesk is a great resource, coindesk.com. So bringing things back to the global legal hackathon here and my perspective as we really wrap things up worldwide here in, in the United States and North America, Israel has already completed, Asia and Australia have completed, Europe just wrapped up a couple hours ago and so now we're in New York soon to be followed by Chicago and then the West Coast cities. So we've seen, I can tell you, we've seen a lot of blockchain companies propose or projects around the world. So I, I think that's exciting. I mean, that, that's that got a say something there that I would say somewhere between probably 30 and 40% of the teams and projects around the world have had some blockchain component. That's startling.
1: Well, that's startling and it's fantastic. And it just goes to show you how much blockchain has pervaded our consciousness, our mindshare. People I know who are really excited about blockchain, they can't stop thinking about it, David. They even dream blockchain. <laughs> I, I know this for a fact. It, it I, happens. I, I, I
0: refer to that as the going down the uh, blockchain rabbit hole. That's true. And yeah, yeah true. So, uh, any final comments here about the hackathon and you know what you've seen? And I think you, I know you've been following Twitter and social media.
1: David, I am blown away by this event, by the people that I've met here. I did get to preview the uh, projects that are being developed here, and it really is fantastic. And just to think, as you said that these same activities were multiplied in how many different cities and how many different countries, it's tremendous. And I, I want to congratulate you because I can this exceeds my expectations.
0: Let's just say that. Well, I want to say how pleased we are that you're joining us today as a judge. Thank you so much for traveling up from your home in Delaware for this. And for the benefit of our listeners, I know you've recently left the state of Delaware. And and maybe you could explain to our listeners uh, how to get in touch with you, how to reach you, if they'd like to contact you.
1: Thanks, Dave. Listeners can follow me at at Andrea Tiniano. That's my Twitter handle. And they can direct message me there. That's Andrea, A-N-D-R-E-A, And my last name, T-I-N-I-A-N-O-W. So that would probably be the best way to find me.
0: Great. Thanks very much. We've reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank Andrea for joining us today here at American Express headquarters in New York City for the Global Legal Hackathon 2018. We also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. consult a lawyer.